Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're here once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. There's been a number of things that's been going on in the news. Just crazy, amazing things that we just keep hearing and seeing and wonder, where is this all going to head? Now we have a congressman, a United States elected congressman who happens to be a Muslim, Representative Ilan Omar, from Minnesota calling for the dismantling of the economic and political systems of these United States. Can you believe that we're hearing this? There's a term for this. It's called sedition. She says we can't stop at criminal justice reform or police reform. She wants the total dismantling of the political and the economic system of the United States of America. Now, is this a shock that a Muslim, a foreign-born person, I mean, she came in here into our country as a refugee. They left the oppression of a Muslim country in Somalia and came here, her family did, to these United States. We gave them succor and and help and love. And she acts like she doesn't like America. It's oppressive. She said, we must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. It's not just in the criminal system. It's not just in the police. It's everywhere. And we must have it brought down. Now, she's one of the four of the squad. These are the young ladies who are the pop stars <laughs> in politics with the millennial and the Generation Z, you know, the young people who are just coming into the age of voting, who've been indoctrinated in our public school system and through the media and through the literature of the left. And these are the people that are saying we want the system, the political system, the economic system of this nation, of this country destroyed. Tear it down. That's what they want. There's been a a growing problem been here for quite some time we've been living in this fantasy world this fantasy world i mean these are also people who said we want the defunding of the police i mean do these people do they even hear themselves are they even listening to themselves and the crazy notions and the ideas that they are saying but the thing is they've been saying crazy stuff for quite some time and they've been getting away with it and because we keep appeasing them we've let them continue in this nonsense grown-up adults have allowed people to go around and let children and other adults to walk around saying even though they're born a boy i'm a girl or 
someone who's born a girl saying it's uh, I'm a boy. I self-identify as X, okay? And we've said that that's legal. That's okay. And we shame anyone who speaks out against it. Folks, these, these are people who have a mental problem. They are mentally unstable. And we let them continue in this. We're not helping them at all. We're, we're allowing this to continue. And so this fantasy world, I mean, and it's not just been there. I mean, it's in so many different places. We've said, well, that's not a baby in there. That's just tissue. That's not a life. That's not a moral issue. It's just like removing a tooth or whatever. No, it's killing. It's murder. It's killing a baby. It's stopping a heartbeat. That's not your body in their mother's. That's your baby's body. You don't have four legs and four hands and four feet. No, you have two hands, two feet, two legs, and so on there. Your baby has two hands, two feet, two legs. And so that's not your body in there. That is your baby's body. You know, we've been living with these fantasies. And I'm here to tell you that if we continue to live in these fantasies and allow it, the ramifications, the consequences of this nonsense is just getting crazier and more dangerous more dangerous i mean we're given the idea that these black people black lives matter is not a racist statement it uh, folks that's exactly what it is it's racism and you have these groups continuing out there who work for the advancement of a particular race we need to realize and recognize and finally admit here that's racism. That is the systemic racism of our nation. And if we want this nonsense to end, we have to end these groups that are trying to promote black racism. And we have these groups out there. Here's one of their spokesmen, Sean King. And now they're coming for churches, folks. Sean King is tweeted and has been quoted for saying, that they're now coming, they want to tear down, not just white Jesus statues, they want to tear down the white man's church. Yes, they're coming. Uh, Well-known agitator, Black Lives Matter spokesman Sean King, who's a freelance writer on MSNBC, and he's an author of The Power of 100 and other different works and stuff. Next step, in the so-called social justice is to tear down all whites, white people's churches. In a tweet last Monday, King explained that white churches are little else but white supremacy. It's not just white privilege, it's white supremacy now. Yes, I think that statues of the white European they claim is Jesus should also come down. By the way, Jesus was not a European. He was a Jew, a Middle Eastern. Okay? I don't know why they get the idea that we keep calling him a white man. He goes on to say, they are a form, the white church, they are a form of white supremacy. They always have been. Tear them down. That's what he wants. And, he, and just to make this crystal clear, he says, just like the Nazi party did in the 1930s, he wants to bulldoze churches just like the Nazi party did back in the 1930s. Look who's following the Nazis now. Uh, Todd Starnes, 
reports on uh, the city of Seattle is now doing training to shame what the white the white workers of their city 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 workers to instruct them to undo their whiteness <laughs> um, uh, training sessions to internalize r- uh, radical superiority specifically targeting white employees will examine our complicity in the system of white supremacy they're admitting okay we've got this problem of white supremacy here in our uh, city in our uh, city employees and how we internalize this and reinforce it we're going to you know we're going to start working on this Um, trainers are going to be asked to talk to white employees to let go of their comfort their guaranteed physical safety, control over the land, their social status, and their relationships with some other white people. You know what's interesting, what I find kind of ironic about this whole thing about the white man and everything else, and how, how much they're against slavery, and anyone that was involved with slavery needs to go, we need to demolish it and do away with it, and yet they conveniently, these very same people who are, uh, the Muslims are participating in this and uh, involved and and working together and allied together, the Marxists and the Muslims, and they're trying to destroy the American system from within and destroy its history and doing away with all that, anyone involved in slavery. And yet they conveniently forget and conveniently don't discuss and conveniently let uh, go to the side the fact that Muhammad was a slave owner and was very cruel and bitter to their treatment of his slaves. We have much on that. And that slavery still goes on in the world, uh, those who are Muslim countries. But what you should be aware of is that Muhammad was often described as a white man and showing that that was holiness and goodness and uprightness because he was white. Um, he was an Arab, but he was very pale, I guess, in his complexion. And we have a number of passages in the hadiths, which are the writings, the uh, rather the uh, testimonies of the companions of Muhammad. We have his legs being described as white in in uh, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. Uh, book four, book eight, his thighs being white, the shanks of his thighs being white, his forearms being white, his armpits, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six uh, times that was alluded to from different um, uh, testimonies of his companions all the way from Sayyid Bukhari. Oh, my goodness, in Sayyid Bukhari. I mean, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. About twelve times this is there, and then you get into another time talking about the, his white armpits. Uh, probably thirty times here. Um, I mean, there's just dozens and dozens. His abdomen being described as white, the whiteness of his belly, his cheeks, his facial uh, complexion, the whiteness of his cheeks. Uh, three, four, five times here. We've got also. Um, his complexion, uh, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, seven uh, mentions of this in different hadiths. 
in uh, other hadiths and other uh, references to his white complexion. The fact is, is that in Islam they made much of Muhammad and his white appearance, and the the con- uh, the context of this most of the time is talking about the fact that that showed his holiness and his uprightness. And the black man, whom they called the African, uh, the, who they called Abid, which meant slave. <laughs> the term for the black man was Abid, was being slave. And so that's how they looked on the black man. They looked down. The Arabs were very prejudiced against the African black uh, skin, and and uh, but of course they distinguished themselves differently. So within Islam, in the history of the greatest, the perfect man in the eyes of Islam is Muhammad. He is the great example. You'll never find a more perfect man. He was a racist. And um, isn't it convenient that the left ignores all that? They don't get into that, do they? Well, I'm going to close with a couple Bible verses. Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We're living in this fantasy world, and God says, Woe to them that call good evil and evil good, and this is what we're doing. Is what, it's the day we live in. Proverbs seventeen fifteen. He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. More to talk about tomorrow at the corner of truth and courage. I hope you join us. God bless you.